Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1, 2, and 3. The scripture says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtain a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. This chapter is the great faith chapter in the scripture. It was written to encourage persecuted Hebrew Christians to continue in the faith. They had left the law of Moses to embrace faith in Christ, but they were suffering greatly for their faith. The writer of Hebrews, whatever New Testament saint that was, urged these folks to keep living by faith and shows them that living by faith is the way of life for the great saints since the days of Abel. So Hebrews chapter 11 can be divided into three major parts. Verses 1, 2, and 3 deal with the excellence of faith. Verses 4 through 31 deal with the examples of faith. And then verses 32 through 40 deal with the epilogue of faith. We're going to look at these first three verses this morning as an introduction to this series. As uh, we, we have, we'll have an opportunity to look at the... Um, the lives of some individuals highlighted in this chapter and how faith, how their faith, excuse me, uh, was used of the Lord to bring about great uh, changes or great blessings to others. But before we do, we want to consider the first three verses of this chapter. As I said, they're introductory. They describe the general character and consequences of faith Uh, which show the excellence of this characteristic. Last week, we looked at Galatians as an introductory to this entire series, making sure we understand that uh, we as believers, we, uh, we are on our way to heaven because of our faith in Christ. And we demonstrated how trusting or obeying the law is insufficient to get somebody to heaven. Now we're looking at this as an introduction to these events that we're going to consider in the weeks to come. But we'll look at two particular thoughts this morning in regard to this chapter. The first deals with the character of faith. Verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I believe it would help us when talking about this matter of faith to know what faith is really is. This, in fact, is the only verse in Scripture that actually defines faith. But it does so in such a way that some believers find a little confusing and struggle with. So we're going to take a few minutes this morning to consider what the Scripture has to say about this. Now, elsewhere, we can find a variety of uh, definitions of faith. But simply put, just for the basic definition, it means trust. Many people would define faith as some wistful or uh, hope or premonition that something good is going to happen to them in their endeavor. You know, people have the, the, the idea, well, I, I just, I have faith that something good is going to happen to me today. I have faith I'm going to win the lottery. I have faith I'm going to get this job or whatever it might be. But it's more than that. The faith of the Bible speaks about a trust or a belief in the Word of God as being true and believing it to the extent 
that we act upon what we believe according to the precepts of God's word. It's interesting to note that in the Old Testament, the word faith only occurs twice. That's in Deuteronomy 32.20. And he said, I will hide my face from them. I will uh, see what their end shall be, for they are a very froward generation, children in whom is no faith. And then in Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 4, Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him, but the just shall live by faith. That is the passage that Paul quotes repeatedly in his instruction uh, on this particular topic. Now, though it's only found twice in the Old Testament, it's found 245 times in the New Testament. And in every instance we see in the New Testament, it means trust, assurance, persuasion, or belief. With the only exception being in the previous chapter, Hebrews chapter 10 verse 23, where the word means or represents hope. Hebrews 10.23 says, Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. So there it's referring to the hope that we have as believers. But every other case in the New Testament, it's talking about trust. Faith, as someone has said, is not merely a mental assent that the Bible is true. One can give mental assent that George Washington was the first president of the United States, but that doesn't make them a citizen of the United States, does it? One can give mental assent that Jesus Christ died on Calvary's cross, but that doesn't make them a Christian. No, we have to act upon what we believe in order to see this faith demonstrated or worked out in our life. It's more than simply acknowledging uh, given facts. It is, in fact, acting upon what we believe to be true. For we see James chapter 2 verse 19 says, Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. Well, they believe that Jesus is Christ. They believe there is only one true God, but they are certainly not going to spend an eternity in heaven with him. You see, faith in Christ produces a change in our lives as believers. Second Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. The problem for a lot of folks is they stop in the middle of that verse. When we say, well, everybody's a new creature in Christ. Well, good news. Praise God. Hallelujah. We're all new in Christ. But that newness in Christ demands a change in the life of the believer that says, I'm doing away with the old and welcoming in the new. We can talk about having a new heart, a new home, a new hope, a new, a new faith, a new trust, a new family. But unless we conduct ourselves accordingly, according to the word of God, there will be no evidence of our profession, if you will. Romans 1.17 says, For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Philippians 3.9, And be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. 
You see, faith generates true, excuse me, believing faith generates true righteousness in the life of a believer. Romans 13, 12 says, The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. You know, the Bible talks about how we are to put on things, and that being one of them, the armor of light. Ephesians 4, we're supposed to put on the new man. Ephesians 6, we're supposed to put on the whole armor of God. Colossians chapter 3, verse 12, we are to put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bow of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, and long-suffering. Colossians 3.14 says, Above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. Faith in Christ, saving faith, believing faith, is going to produce results in the life of a believer that is in accordance with the instruction and expectations we find in God's Word. Far too many folks are professing to know Christ as Savior, but there's nothing to back up their words. I have said it many times, our belief and our behavior ought to be equal. They ought to enhance one another, not contradict one another. Our activities, our actions, our attitude, our speech should not cancel out our claims of being a believer in Christ. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It's important for us to realize that the characteristic of faith produces change in the life of a believer. And as we get further along in this study, looking at many of these individuals that we will, as highlighted here in chapter 11, we're going to see how God worked mightily in their lives. But in, in, situation, in their situations, it required change. Are we willing to change when God points out something in our life? Are we willing to respond accordingly to God's convicting power as he shows us that something needs to be corrected, something needs to be altered, something needs to be amended in our life in order to be men and women of faith. Well, the character of faith is uh, demonstrated here, but not only that, the consequences of faith. Three consequences we note here. Proof, praise, and perception. Now, the entire chapter speaks of the consequences but uh, we're going to go ahead and just look at this by, by way of introduction here as we get started in this. Again, verse 1, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Once someone believes in the word of God, we have reason for our hope. Notice, faith is the substance of things hoped for. The word substance It's a legal term which stood for documents proving one's ownership of some piece of property. We use the term today, title or deed, to describe such documents. Therefore, faith is our legal claim to God's promises, whether great or small. My faith, your faith, in God's promises and in God's claims. It is what tells us that His promises apply to us. It's wonderful to think that there are over 800 promises in the Word of God, excuse me, 8,000 promises in the Word of God, but to think that many of them apply to us as individuals and we can 
lay claim to those promises and declare yea and amen. Thank you, Lord, for what you have done for me, what you promised for me, what you intend to do in my life. Each of us have the joy of knowing that. And the substance of things hoped for is this idea that we have legal claim. We have a right to say this promise is mine. Just like you hold the title to your automobile or the deed to your home saying, this property is mine, this possession belongs to me or our family, so it is that faith says that this promise belongs to us as God's people. What a thrill to know that we have this, uh, this, uh, this assurance in Christ. Uh, The Baptist hymn writer, John Henry Yates, put it correctly uh, when he said, Faith is the victory, faith is the victory, oh glorious victory that overcomes the world. The world will seek to take away from us uh, this great hope. But oh, thank God that that, uh, the devil never can, the world can never snatch away from us this confidence that we have in Christ that his promises apply to us. Well, not only that, the word faith, uh, excuse me, the word substance, uh, we have the word evidence, the evidence of things not seen. Evidence simply means proof. It is the, the assurance that what we see, what we know, is correct. The proof actually is the Word of God. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Scripture repeatedly demonstrates God's ability to keep his word. However, we accept everything in scripture by faith. We weren't around to see the great miracles performed of the Old Testament. We didn't have the privilege of standing by the Red Sea and watch Moses raise his arms and see the waters part. We didn't have the privilege of standing by the Jordan River and seeing Joshua lead the children of Israel across dry ground into the promised land. We didn't get to see the walls of Jericho fall. We didn't get to see Elijah as he cried, uh, as he prayed down fire from heaven. We didn't get to see him taken up into heaven in a chariot of fire. We didn't get to see Elisha perform twice as many miracles as the prophet Elijah. We didn't get to see the Lord Jesus Christ as he healed the sick, made uh, 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 healed the blind, the lame, the deaf. We didn't get to see him raise the son of Nain from the dead or Lazarus calling him from the tomb. We didn't get to see him as he entered into the upper room or ascending from Mount of Olives into the heavens. But we accept all these things by faith. And our confidence in God's word is the proof. It is the evidence that these things are true. And by the way, this is one reason many people see Christians or, or the, the idea of Christianity as being ludicrous, ridiculous, because it is based entirely on faith. It has nothing to do with what we can do, nothing to do with what we accomplish in life. It has nothing to do with our achievements. It has everything and only everything to do with Jesus Christ and his work on the cross. A lot of people can't accept that. They say, that's foolish. They, have to, I, they say, I need proof. You know, the old adage, I'm from Missouri. You have to show me. Well, all we can do to show you is point you to the truth of God's word and say, yay and amen. This is what he hath declared. This is what we claim. This 
is our evidence. And by the way, it ought to be enough. It certainly is enough to change the heart and life of of someone that they might become a a new believer in Christ. It had the power to change us. The Word of God tells us in Romans 1.16, it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Gentile. That word power, it's the word dunamis. It's what we get our word dynamite, dynamite from. It has the power to blow sin out of the life of any unbeliever and make them a new creature in Christ. What is our evidence. It is our confidence that God can and will do what he said in his word. This is our proof. Many won't accept that. They won't acknowledge it. They want something else. That is their right. That is their privilege. That is their burden. Sad to say, many, many will not believe without seeing with these eyes. But beloved, we see through the eyes of faith. Remember when Jesus, the story of Jesus, when he appeared to the disciples in the upper room on that first evening when he rose from the dead? There were ten disciples there. He left, and later Thomas showed up, and they told Thomas about what had happened. He said, no, unless I see him, unless I can put my, my finger into the nail print of his hand, lest I can thrust my hand to his side, I'm not going to believe. John twenty twenty nine. The following Sunday, the second Sunday, as his, upon his rising from the dead, he again went to the upper room, and Thomas was there this time. Jesus saith unto him, Thomas, or he, he presented himself to Thomas, excuse me, and Thomas believed. Jesus said, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. This is what Paul emphasized when writing to the Corinthians and saying, for we walk by faith, not by sight. As believers, we can and must accept God and t- accept what God says and take him at his word. You know, you can't do that with, with, uh, with, with folks. <laughs> we all have a tendency to, uh, to let others down. Sad to say. Sometimes we don't keep our word. Sometimes we don't follow through with what we say we're going to do. But God never, never lets us down. God will never let his word be broken. God will always perform his will. First Peter 1.8 says, Whom having not seen, ye love. In whom, though now ye see him not, yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Yes, as believers, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, confident that our Lord is who he says he is. And knowing that he sits in heaven, excuse me, at the right hand of the Father, ever living to make intercession for us, we by faith, See him there in heaven waiting for us and will one day welcome us into his glory. Someone has said, if you do not believe the word of God, you will live in uncertainty about the important matters of life. There is no more important matter in this life than what will you do about your eternal soul?
No more serious question can one answer than the question of sin. How will you address your sin? There's nothing we can do to make ourselves acceptable in the sight of God. But by faith we take God at his word when he declared that Jesus Christ died for the sins of the world. We accept that by faith and our trust in him is proof enough for our heart and our soul. Adoniram Judson was the first missionary to go to India. And upon his arrival in Burma, he witnessed, he held services, and did all he could do but to no avail. In fact, he labored for seven years in Burma with not one convert. By many standards, he was a failure. In fact, he was thrown into jail Beaten many times, while in jail, his wife was sent back to America. In that Burmese prison, he was shackled with 32 pounds of chains. Had a, a Burmese prisoner who sat next to him all day, every day. And in his own mind, he certainly could have justified quitting, giving up. But rather than do that, he remained faithful. One day, that prisoner sitting next to him asked uh, what he thought of the prospect of the conversion of the heathen. Judson's reply was, the prospects are just as bright as the promises of God. There is a man of faith. Suffering shame, appearing to be a failure. Suffering sorrow, separated from his family. Suffering physically, being imprisoned and beaten, and yet was confident that God cannot and will not fail. There is biblical faith. Some years later, when Judson left Burma, excuse me, oh, <clears throat> over 10,000 people had trusted Christ. Dozens of churches had been started, and millions had the opportunity to hear the gospel. All because this man said, I believe God. All would to Christ, each of us, be determined in our hearts and lives, no matter what happens, we will with equal conviction declare, I believe God. In the darkest of nights, God's promises are the brightest of lights. The proof of our faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Well, I've got to hurry. The praise, verse 2. The praise. For by it the elders obtained a good report. This good report represents the praise of God as he looked down upon those who by faith walked with him. Faith brings praise from God. If you want to praise God, believe his word. We can be praised to the sky by others in this life. Those who will look to us and acknowledge or uh, uh, bestow upon us accolades for the things that we do, for the things that we know, for the things that we say, but all they be nothing. 
11.6, Hebrews 11.6 says, But without faith it is impossible to please him. He that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Oh, it is good to know that the smile of God is upon those who walk by faith. Proverbs 8.17 says, I love them that love me, and those that seek me early shall find me. Psalm 91 verse 14, because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he hath known my name. Jesus conveyed this thought to his disciples in John 14 when he said, uh, if a man love me, he will keep my words and my father will love him and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. All is wonderful to know that we have God's blessing in our lives when he praises us, when he acknowledges our trust in him. The remainder of this chapter as we get into it will illustrate this very truth. But throughout the ages, God has poured out his blessings on his people. We can look at the nation of Israel when God said before, I set before you this day a blessing and a curse. A blessing if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you this day. And a curse if you obey not the commandments of the Lord your God. You know, the Lord does the same for us. As we obey him, he blesses. As we disobey, he corrects. He chastens, chastises to bring us back unto himself. For the scripture says, for whom the Lord, for whom the Lord loveth, he, he, the Lord, uh, for whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. That's not a direct quote. Apologize about that. But... Um, Psalm 92 verse 4 says, For thou, Lord, hast made me glad through thy work. I will triumph in the works of thy hands. Oh, as we see the Lord working in our lives, faith moves us forward and allows us or enables us to do uh, that which the Lord would have us to do. Faith. Do we walk by faith and do we recognize as we do God's blessings in our lives along the way. I'm sure all of you have heard of Corey Ten Boom at one time or another. Uh, there were many Christians who gave their lives opposing Hitler and his regime during the, uh, the Holocaust. But uh, one, of, one of those who's best known for their opposition to Hitler uh, was Corey Ten Boom's family. Uh, she and her family saved some 800 Jews from the death camps by concealing them in a closet in her bedroom which was referred to as the hiding place in her book. Well, eventually, her family was betrayed, and her father and her sister died um, at the hands of the Gestapo. She survived and went on to tell others the story uh, of her family. And uh, she's noted as once saying, when a train goes through a tunnel and it gets dark, you don't throw away the ticket and jump off. You sit still and trust the engineer. Just because we can't see the smile of God doesn't mean it isn't there. The clouds may obscure the sun, but they don't eliminate it from existence. Faith, produce, as we exercise our faith, it produces the praise of God for his saints. But not only that, I'll finish here quickly. Verse 3, the perception. Through faith we understand that the words were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. 
You know, faith gives us a perceptive mind, and we talked a little bit about that in Sunday school, discernment, understanding. Faith helps us to understand that God made this world by simply speaking it into existence. Genesis 1, 3, 6, 9, 14, 20, 24, and 26 all began with the same three words, and God said, and God said, let there be light, and there was light, and God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters, and so on. God spoke this world into existence, just like we weren't present for the performing of miracles, as I referred to either or earlier, none of us were present when God made this world. And by the way, Moses was the human author of the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Old Testament. Moses wasn't there either. He, by faith, penned the record of God's creating this world. We, by faith, read that record and accept it as being true. And because we exercise faith in God and we trust him at his word, we take him for what it says. We believe that God created this world simply by speaking it into existence. He did so in six literal 24-hour days. We believe this is a young planet. We believe that all that we can see in this world are an evidence of God's creation and the results of the uh, the flood uh, and, and, and this nonsense about the geological ages and all of that. No, we see that all of this falls, excuse me, all of the world gives evidence that God created this world and the record in scripture of the creation, the flood, and the uh, replenishing of the world, all we accept by faith. Faith allows us to accept that rather than some of the foolish, ridiculous, nonsensical ideas that are out there today, including evolution, theistic evolution, and a lot of other nonsense that's coming down the pike. Well, faith. Faith helps us to accept those things in Scripture that are hard to believe. Gives us the ability to discern. Faith. Faith is the substance of the things hoped for, of things hoped for, the evidence of not of things not seen. Faith helps us to trust in those things that we cannot physically see. None of us have seen the Lord, not with these eyes, but we have seen the Lord with the eye of our heart, and we long for the day when He calls us unto Himself. Let me close with this illustration. During the lightning raids over England during World War II, many families were used to hearing the bomb sirens and escaping to shelters, often underneath or near their homes. I actually have an aunt uh, who's just recently passed away, but she grew up in London during that time and would tell us about seeing the planes coming over, whether they were bombers coming in to attack or they were their own bombers coming back from runs. She'd She'd tell about how they'd see some planes flying over on fire returning back from their mission. But uh, a story is told of uh, one particular family 
Just as they left their house, a shell burst through the roof and, and caused the house to explode. And another shell, shells falling nearby. Well, the father jumped down into one of those pits made by one of those bombs. And the little, his son, running toward him, saw the pit. But as he looks down, looked down, all he saw was darkness. And his father cried up and said, jump. The little boy said, I can't. It's too dark. I'm afraid. He said, I can't see you. His father said, I see you. Jump. God sees us every step of the way. We might not always see his hand at work. We might not always feel his breath upon us. But he has promised he'll never leave us nor forsake us. Faith enables us to deal with the struggles and the heartaches and the difficulties of life when we don't see a way out. Faith tells us there is. Faith is grown as it is practiced. So for those of us who say, Lord, increase my faith, his response would be, increase your obedience. Obey me. Trust me.